reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of DTF Does Sports. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow us on Twitter at EricBrown740, but, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor, and we're on TikTok now. We have no TikTok videos, but we're there. So we'll get it, we'll get it figured out, though. With me, as always, the sexual intellectual, the Husky heartthrob, the Tennessee volunteer, the Portsmouth Trojan, the New York Giants, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. Excited to uh, jump into another sports show here tonight. Another sports show, man. Really love doing these. Been getting a lot of positive feedback. Everyone, a lot of support. So thank you guys all so much that, that have reached out. Really, really appreciate it. Barry, the big news to talk about, well, since we last did a show, I mean, we talk about every week about the quarterback carousel, and the Eagles finally pulled the trigger on a Carson Wentz trade. They sent him to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick that could turn into a first-rounder, I believe, if the Colts make the playoffs. Okay. Um, first off, your thoughts. He's out of your division. You don't see him anymore. Um, it didn't yeah, matter. He, what, tell me, what do you think about this trade? I, the Colts, you know, I think offensively, the Colts have a more uh, complete roster than the Eagles had. If Wentz can stay healthy and stay upright, I mean, he could be dangerous. I mean, he's got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield to offset, you know, and you can't just key up, key up on him. The Philly really didn't have a big run game. I mean, you got Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. But, they didn't have a run game they'd commit to. Right. And Jonathan Taylor, they're pretty committed to that. So I think that's going to protect maybe some of Wentz's weaknesses, some of the things he doesn't do well. So we'll see. I think it could be a good move for uh, Indianapolis. Could be a real good move for Indianapolis. They think, well, I'm assuming Frank Reich had a say-so in this. you got to assume Reich is former quarterback coach, offensive coordinator in Philly. So I would think that he thinks he can make it work. I think the situation in Indianapolis is a lot better than the one in Philadelphia right now. Like you said, with the running game, that offensive line, Michael Pittman's a hell of a receiver, I think. So, I mean, to me, they got some pieces, and they're well-coached, and that defense is – basically, Wentz just doesn't have to fuck it up. If he can do basically what what Phillip Rivers did, he's in good shape, and I think he can. So I think it's a good – it's probably the best situation for him. That Colts situation I thought was uh, one of the most attractive jobs that didn't come up nearly as much as I thought. It's not like the Texans were going to trade him there, trade Watson there, yeah, in the division and everything. But yeah, I don't. I mean, there's one Colts fan that says, "Well, you know, we could make the playoffs and lose in the first round and, and lose and lose a first round pick." So there's that. But at the same time, you had a good enough season to make the playoffs. See what that looks like, you know. So never know. But, you know, the pieces are starting to move now, man. So Wentz to the Colts. Uh, I like it for him. Now, Philly. What's the move for Philly? Is it Hurts time? I think so. I mean, after getting fucking completely jobbed out in that 
for, for uh, season finale uh, that pissed everyone off, the players and all. I mean, and you and me, yeah. and uh, and he lost his job as he should have. Uh, I think you go with Hertz. I mean, Hertz was having a good year. I mean, for a rookie, I mean, he, yeah, and what he has, I think he played well. So I think you maybe give him some pieces and see what he can do. Yeah, I like Jalen Hurts, man. I think that talented enough, as long as you get stability behind him as far as the coaching staff, the offensive coordinator, that knows how to work with him. I think with the new way NFL offenses are evolving now, that people love the running quarterback, but he can throw it. He's experienced success at the, and hardships at the college level. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I really do. I think that he can be a really, really good player for Philadelphia. And now you're looking at the quarterbacks in NFC East and – I mean, you're going to hate this conversation I'm about to have. I think you're it's going to be great. We got the Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, kind of an unproven guy. Uh, this is definitely make or break for Dimes this year. That's what I said, and and it's going to be make. I mean. Uh, Taylor Heineke in Washington. Or Alex Smith or whoever. <laughs> Listen, if we don't fucking wrap this division up, I mean – Fucking and then and then Dallas probably looking at another franchise situation for Dak. Dak and today, as we record this, uh, February twenty third was the first day NFL teams could franchise tag Dak or franchise tag players. I'm sorry. And apparently the Cowboys are going to wait a little bit on Dak, but it's all things are pointing that he will get the franchise tag. And that'll make that'll he'll be thrilled for that. You know, is I feel bad for that dude. I mean. It's hard to feel bad for a guy that's going to get franchise tagged for how many million? Probably 38. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking hard to feel bad for him. But, I mean, he's coming back. The defense is fucking trash. Uh, They had injuries. Um, And, you know, I could see the Giants going, you know, 8-8 and next year. Two-game improvement and winning every game in the East. Well, I think we're looking at Dallas – they're going to franchise Dak, tag Dak. I don't know what that's going to look like for Dak. I don't know how happy that's going to make him. He seems like a consummate pro. I, I'm expecting the kid to handle himself accordingly. So I think he, I think he'll be fine as far as that goes. I don't think he's going to be a big distraction. I do think his contract is the big elephant in the room as far as the franchise right now. But the defense was, in, was historically bad last year. Uh, they did bring in Dan Quinn, who – we all know what he does as a head coach for the Falcons, but he was the defensive coordinator for that Legion of Boom defense in Seattle as well. And he plays a style of defense with basically a zone. They keep everything in front of them. It's fairly simple. They all know what they got to do, which I think for young players like that, I don't want to call them dumb, but they seem to me the Cowboys. The one thing that bothered me so much about their defense last year was the uh, of all the teams in that division that were bad. I thought Dallas showed the least amount of heart on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they just – I've watched them play the Brown various teams, and they just – they look like they didn't want to tackle anybody. They didn't want to either. You can't coach effort. So that's something that really bothered me about that. The offensive line's in shambles. I think Zeke is possibly trending the wrong way. They do have those three great wide receivers, but, I mean, quarterbacks got to stay up long enough for them to get open. <clears throat> to stand up for Zeke, uh, Tony Pollard has no fucking slot. I mean, he stepped up right. big. I thought by, Tony Pollard was the better back last year, actually. Yeah, I was going to say by mid-season, 
I thought fucking Tony Pollard was a solid, you know, number one. But to me, I mean, Dallas is, again, going to be the favorites going to next no. year that, to win that division. No. And here's a, and here's a, a because they have the best thing. quarterback. No. The best quarterback. Absolutely not. Um, the media, I think, ever, after every game, the media is going to hound the players and, you know, about Dak. They're going to, and it's just going to be turmoil. They're going to implode like they always do. And uh, it'll be beautiful to watch as a Giants fan. Well, I think that may, the only thing I, you know, I've said it many, many times. Dak's the one guy who has made himself more money by getting hurt. Does he have to be a part of that, that shit last year? There's some kind of weird hesitation on the Jones part if they don't want to pay him. That's one thing that's bothered me. Now, coming off two ankle surgeries, he comes back and he plays lights out. They you they have to pay him. They have to. So I do think the Dallas situation, the quarterback carousel is not going to move too much on that. Deshaun Watson has apparently named three teams that he'd be willing to go to, which would be the Jets. The Panthers and the Dolphins. So, of those three, to me, I, I don't understand the Jets thing. Yeah, I don't either. I, I mean, I don't understand why. What that? Why would you look at that situation? And be like, I want to put my career in their hands. I don't understand that at all. So, I'm just going to push that one to the side. I'm just going to. That could even be like a media New York thing. You never know. But I don't. It doesn't look like an attractive landing spot to me. Carolina was the one that's come up. Now, there's talks of them offering a huge package that includes multiple first-round picks and Christian McCaffrey and, like, a defensive player. That's a big haul. If If you're Houston, and say they throw in Bridgewater, you do that deal? Yeah. I do. Wow. That's that's emptying the cupboard a little bit. As, yeah, you're risking it all for Deshaun Watson to take you to, you know, promised land and lure other players there. And, you know, if he gets hurt or he goes down, I mean, you are fucked. And they probably would love to get out of that Christian McCaffrey contract. Yeah, that's the other thing is is his contract. But if you could keep him and bring Dak in or bring uh, Deshaun Watson in, that's that's dangerous right there. If you're Deshaun Watson, what's the more attractive situation? Carolina or Miami? For me, it'd be Miami. Mm-hmm. I think so. Because mm-hmm. they got some young stud receivers. They, you know, hell, they were, what, 11 and 5 or something yeah, like that? They were 10 year. and 6. I mean, that's very attractive. And that was with Tua and Fitzpatrick. Kind I mean, of a combo, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could bring stability to that offense and maybe get the job done, you know what I mean? Maybe lead them further. And be in Miami. 
I ain't mad at that. For the Texans, just imagine. I just it matters about how you feel about Tua. Right. You know, but I tell you what, that guy. A lot of people fall out of love with him quick, <laughs> quick, 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 quick. I was never on the train. Right. You know, so just evaluating the quarterback position is so fucking tough. But particularly like at a school like Alabama, where the team he's playing on is so much more talented than the teams they're playing against. And he's basically thrown to, you know, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell all wide open. So, I mean, I, I probably could have won a Heisman down there. Oh my. Talking about he's he's bringing home the hardware. Hit that hit that fifth step on that drop, let it go. If you hit the fifth step, you're gonna have a torn Achilles. <laughs> so you just calm down, young man. <laughs> the, our playing days are over. But I mean, there's still so much movement to be left with the quarterback carousel. Cam Newton was on. Uh, are you familiar with this with the show I Am Athlete? Yeah. So he was on the newest I Am Athlete episode. We talk about. It. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to tonight. Where he talks about basically, I've seen clips where there's not 32 guys better than me to be able to do this, and my pride won't let me do this. You're holding up a mini Giants helmet right now. Good for you. That's right. Got to be drafting a quarterback next year. No way. Barry, what's going on with Cam? Is he going to get a starting job somewhere? What, what's what's going on there? Is he done? Oh, he's too busy arguing with high school kids at his own camp. I mean, side note, can I talk about that for a second? Fuck, put put it on him. Fucking tell him. I'm so tired of these fucking kids who pay money to go to a camp, or their parents probably pay money to go to a camp that is run by a Heisman Trophy winner, a former MVP in the NFL, the face of a franchise for years, and you're going to pop off to him? Dude, that was... I felt so bad for Cam. I could tell they were having like a back and forth. That that shit probably happens at camps all the time. Probably be blown out of proportion. They could have been just fucking around. I get that. But, I mean... Mouth shut, eyes open, ears open when you go to them camps. But that's what I'm telling my kid. I'm telling Cam Newton he's a free agent, he's a bum. You kidding me? That's that's fucking sad, man. Yeah. And and again, that's just fucking. You think Cam Newton's broke? <laughs> I mean, this dude fucking broke the bank for fucking years, and he's not a dumb dude. You know, he's not a dumb guy. So, I mean, I think he's doing okay. I think that there's a, still a chance he'll end up in Washington. That could happen. I mean, like you said, Washington has signed up for mediocrity. I did see that uh, looks like Ben's going to stay in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, he's got, and I think I called that fucking early. I Ego. Ego's a motherfucker, man. Yeah, I don't think he's doing them any favors by staying at all. I mean, they're 
especially with the quarterback market being what it is. And, and they're, they're also having salary cap issues, which, you know, some of the guys going to restructure, make it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think since you're kind of not rebuilding, but, you know, re-putting things together, because I don't think Pittsburgh will ever be in a full-blown rebuild just because they're too well run. I don't think he's doing them any favors by coming back. I, I just don't. He couldn't. He wore down last year. They start off 11-0, kind of a fraudulent 11-0. They lost five of their last six, including that playoff game. The Browns did not have a defender 20 yards past the line of scrimmage. He did not attempt to throw over their heads. So he's very limited right now, and I think that the franchise stuck by him during some very tumultuous times in his career, to say the least. Tumultuous. So I think that maybe he should be a little more self-aware and realize that it might be time to move on. I, as a Browns fan, I'm ecstatic he's coming back. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck. That's like the what's happening in the, in the NFC East. I'm fucking pumped. I'm like, we can at least get eight wins and get in the playoffs. Chase Young's going to get a lot better. He is. He's a, he's a dangerous youngster. I am still hopeful Saquon Barkley gets a full season in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's a fucking that, animal. Then we're, if he does, if he gets hurt again, yeah, then very start, fair conversations are going to start to happen. Yeah, you have you have to is injury prone. You get you get what you can get out of him at that point. I mean, it's it sucks, but yeah. I mean, he's he's a franchise-changing player, but he's just hurt. He's been hurt. All right. Anything else in the NFL you want to talk about? I think I'm I'm good on the NFL talk. Ready to move on to some NBA? Absolutely. We have announced the 2021 NBA All-Star Reserves. So in the West, you got Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis. In the East, you got James Harden, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vucevic. Obviously, the big talk is going to be snubs. Uh, two names I'm going to throw out to you for snubs. Tell me what you think. In the East, I'm going to give you Trey Young. And in the West, I'm going to give you Devin Booker. Mm. Man, you know, Trey Young, hot and cold. He runs hot and cold to me. But I think you have people play pay to see that dude play ball. Like, he's a draw. He was a starter he, last year. Yeah, I mean, he's a draw. Now, Devin, how Devin Booker, I mean, the fucking West is loaded. That kid's a young, if he's in, I think we talked about this before, but that dude's in Phoenix. He's not in a big market. If he's in another market, he's a fucking superstar. Yeah. He's a young, good-looking kid, can fucking shoot the lights out. I I think he he's a big star, like, just waiting. 
You know, he's on the all Kendall. He's on the all Kendall Jenner team. Right. Absolutely. Don't forget about that. I'd, um. Yeah. Props. I'm able to have Devin Booker over CP3 myself. Yeah. Another name that a lot of people aren't talking about. Well, here's two, two more in the East. Fred VanVleet and DeMontis Sabonis. Well, I believe I got a message from you that said he'll never be his old man. <laughs> Our Vetus. Not know? my Vetus, not your Vetus, <laughs> Our Vetus. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that dude's a fucking fundamental machine. So, I mean, he's got the fundamentals, and Fred Van Fleet went off. Well, again, he put up, what, 50? Yeah, I I may I may would have Van Vliet over Simmons. I don't know yeah, how you get I don't know how you get Sabonis on the team though. Yeah, uh, man, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler not being on. Yeah. Jimmy buckets. I mean, mm, but the the East is fucking whew. and then. I mean, you got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the bench. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, yeah. But, I mean, Zach Levine, eh. And Nick, Nikola Vucevic, I mean. He's had a nice year. He's had a good year, but, I mean, eh, you could. Good for Julius Randle. Right, he's oh, balled out. He's balled out this year. I'm glad he made it. Nice season, I mean. I'm not a Knicks fan, but it's nice to see them represented. It's a shame that they're not like a staple franchise every year as far as yeah. winning. But so I mean that's gonna be the big talk. But yeah, Devin Booker was the one. <sighs> Chris Middleton. That's another one. So I feel like Colin Saxton was maybe on his way there, then they kind of fell off. The Cavs are fucking just getting piss pounding every night yeah they're not they're not good the Cavs are uh i think they are playing right now i'm watching ecw november to remember 2000 okay i like it uh the cavaliers pulled out a victory tonight 112 112 to 111 there it is yeah final seconds there pulled out the big dub they're 11 and 21 now East. Trey Young had 28. Colin Sexton said, let me get 29, homie. And they won by one. So, transition for basketball a little bit, on the, a little bit of college. Michigan and Ohio State played the highest rated college ball, call, I'm sorry, college basketball game of the season. Yeah. Michigan ended up pulling it out. Their number three, Ohio State was number four. High State played with them. They earned a lot of respect. Perry is this is gonna be you're not I know what you're gonna say already. You're not gonna That's right. Is the Big Ten the best basketball conference in the country? Yes. I think this year was, I'll tell you what, he took a deep breath for answering that <laughs> shit. He did not want to say it. I didn't. I didn't want to fucking say it. I still don't want to fucking say it. But um now, do I think that they can, you know, they, there are teams that can beat them. 
don't get me wrong, in other right. conferences. Right, right, right. But, but all, you know, all around, I mean, they're fucking Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, they got, I mean, they got teams in there that can play with anybody. And if they get hot, you're in trouble. Michigan shot the lights out against Ohio State. Yeah, 92 to 87. And mm-hmm. that was a hell of a game. I watched it. It was a fucking. I, and that's the thing is we don't like, oh, we just watch our teams. Like, we fucking watch everybody. <laughs> like, we, you know, if it's on, we're fucking usually watching it. So we're not, uh, we don't hold grudges against other teams. You absolutely you know? hold grudges against other teams. I don't. Not me. Not me, man. Was I happy? Did I go get an ice cream cake because I State lost? Yes. Yes, I did. So, get everybody a peek behind the curtain here. I, I obviously am from Ohio, big Ohio State fan. But around here, we do have some Michigan fans for whatever reason. I don't know why they live in Columbus, Ohio, but it happens. So, they have to deal with the Ohio State football chatter all year round constantly, just getting bullied by it. So when Michigan does anything, anything positive, they just flood, flood social media. Flood. So apparently, like, Michigan men's basketball team, women's basketball team, and men's hockey team all beat Ohio State in the same weekend. So they were just going off about it. And I'm like, first off, thanks for logging back on. Because I haven't seen you guys since last basketball season. Just are you celebrating a hockey win, brother? Is that what it's come to? So it just kind of, you know, reaffirms how butthurt they are about what happens in the fall. Well, so here's here's some statistical numbers for you. Okay. Mich- Michigan's three. They're rated th- uh, number three. They're eleven and one. Ohio State is four at twelve and five. Illinois is number five at 12 and four, but they just got beat tonight by Michigan State. Who's having a down year? Yeah, so they'll drop. Iowa's ranked nine. They're 11 and five. Wisconsin's 23 at 10 and seven. But here in the uh, the Big 12 now, the Big 12 has Baylor at number two, nine and zero. Oklahoma number nine seven. games. Oh, 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 time out. Time. Time out. Yeah, what's up? Time out. What's really hood? So, in football season, all I heard about was Ohio State didn't play enough games. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're that, wait to say, about... that's, com- that's conference. That's in okay. the conference. Okay, all right. All right, all right. You, got, yeah, you, got, hey, you about had me on one. Yeah, they <laughs> that's the conference. Because Michigan, Michigan's 16-1. Uh, Ohio State's eighteen and five, Illinois sixteen six, Iowa seventeen six, Wisconsin sixteen eight. I was just giving their conference records, and Eric almost lost his mind. But Baylor seventeen and zero. Okay, Oklahoma is seventh. They are fourteen and five. Kansas is seventeen. They are seventeen and seven. West Virginia is ten. They're sixteen and six. Texas is. 14 they're 13 and 6 and Texas Tech is 14 and 8 but 6 and 7 in the conference and i uh but see i think some of that's a little fraudulent they 
they kind of play each other and they don't really venture out. So that's why I was giving the Big Ten the nod there instead of, uh, you know, the Big uh, Big 12. So that's kind of a comparison. They got, what, six teams in the top 25? Mm-hmm. And Big Ten has one, two, three, four. They have five. So, but I give the nod to the Big Ten for quality. Because I think Baylor, Baylor's due to get beat here shortly anyway. And Baylor is actually down right now to Iowa State. 65-61, five minutes left. Well, we'll see. We do play a tournament, so there's that. Right. Very baseball. Baseball training camps starting to break. Pumped up. Excited. Pumped up. We're going to talk about a lot of – I'm going to try to talk about as much baseball as Barry lets me. I, hey, listen. When I came out here last week and compared Fernando Tatis to Juan Gonzalez – He I mean, about had get, a fucking conniption fit. I was getting, I was getting smoke. I mean, Pete fucking said he almost wrecked. <laughs> so fucking, you know, my apologies to Pete. But again, I brought up that you guys forgot about the the strike season of '94, and you know, Juan was ready to steal 120 bags. <laughs> and Eric shook his head at me like he can't believe it. Well, anyway, I want to talk about a fan base right now. We're not going to disrespect the the Cincinnati Reds. I I would never. Only if Pete Rose is involved. (laughs) The Los Angeles Dodgers fan base is tearing themselves apart. And I'm watching it every day on Twitter. Because our good friend, Ray from SoCal, diehard Dodger fan, good sports fan, good dude, love Ray. They signed Trevor Bauer to a, you know, big con three-year contract gets up north of forty million one of the years. But right, people are not happy with basically um, some of Trevor Bauer's personal beliefs, and he's been known to be outspoken about those personal beliefs. Um, I will say a lot of things he believes in is kind of opposite of what I believe in, for the most part, but. I'm not going to crucify the guy for that. I mean, I, this was not news to me because, I, I mean, he was in Cleveland for years. All, right. all these tweets that these Dodgers fans are referencing are from, like, 2016 when he all was right. with the Indians. So it's n- none of it surprises me. None of it shocked me. The Indians fan base didn't tear themselves apart over Trevor Bauer. Is Trevor Bauer going to get on the Internet and tweet too much? Yeah. Is he going to argue with fans and look petty? Yeah. That's not new. You know, it was one of the things, like, when he was with the Indians, like, I would say, oh, man, I wish he wouldn't do that. And then I would basically go on with my life. Like, oh, that's it's kind of a bad look. You're not going to win arguing with fans, quote, tweeting fans. You know what I mean? I don't think that's ever a good look. But it's what he does, you know? So there's that. If I was the Dodgers fan base, and Trevor Bauer, great pitcher, won the Cy Young Award, right? Yeah, I would be more say. concerned that you signed. Now, I listen. I like Trevor Bauer, and I think that he can definitely live up to that contract. I also think he can definitely not live up to that contract. He was great last year, won the Cy Young. 
creates a lot of buzz with his YouTube channel, um, God can can pitch it. With all that said, he's only had one entire big league season where he's put it all together. One. So, and listen, I'll say it too. Shane Bieber won a Mickey Mouse Cy Young last year in a 60-game season. Oh, no. Trevor Bauer has come out many times as a fast starter. And, you know, first couple months of the season, he's only made one all-star team. So, he's not as proven as what people think he may be. He's done a great job of self-promoting and generating a lot of buzz, and he did dominate last year and win the Cy Young in a 60-game season. I don't think the Dodgers are very concerned with regular season success at this point. They're in it for championships. Yep, once you've tasted uh, tasted yeah. the gold, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. you want. Right. So... I know they're pumped up about Trevor Bauer, and they should be, and it's great. He might not be the best pitcher on his own team. Yeah, but who's the other guy? <laughs> Walker Bueller, I think, is great. I don't. I think he's better than Kershaw. There, and there's a lot of back and forth between the Mets and the Dodgers right now because Bauer is supposed to go to the Mets, and him and Syndergaard had some back and forth. I think Marcus Stroman said something, yada, 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 which is cool. I think it's awesome. By the way, right. fans are on Twitter and the pettiness, and especially when you're on, on the outside looking, I'm not even part of the fan base. Like it's it's cool to fucking see. But between exists, between players, like actual players getting it. It's good yeah. for the game. I think it's yeah. great for the game. With that being said, and I don't think the Mets are anywhere near the Dodgers level as far as talent wise, all that. But, 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 but. Between the two teams, if I got into a game seven and got to pick any pitcher between those two teams, I'm picking Jacob DeGrom all day, every day. And that's what makes the Mets kind of scary. If you let them hang around and you face them in an elimination game and they trot out DeGrom, could be a tough day. Right. I'm just saying. But the Dodgers have done everything they can to invest in winning a championship. I'm not faulting them for that at all. You know, their their job, their, the, the general manager's job is to put the best team on the field he possibly can with the resources allotted to him. So I, I have no problem with the, with the giant payroll. You know what I mean? Because what's the GM supposed to do? Oh no, I can't sign him because I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to hurt the Pirates' feelings. You know. So that's my thing. But the Dodgers fan base, y'all relax. Quit tearing yourselves apart. Quit being so angry, man. Y'all just want a World Series. And you signed a top free agent pitcher. Going into the season, your favorite to win the World Series again. What are y'all so mad about? Be an Indians fan. We just trade fucking. Lindor and Carrasco for a bag of chips. Yeah. Kluber's playing for the Yankees. Bauer's playing for the Dodgers. We paid nobody. We have the fourth richest owner in baseball. And our payroll is dead last. He treats his store, he treats his team like a goddamn convenience store. He's just trying to make money. Be happy your team's trying to win, is what I'm saying here. So I'd change faces with you in a heartbeat. 
So I just went and I I looked up uh, Degrom's stats from last year. Healthy. Healthy. He had he's you know twelve games, sixty eight innings pitched, forty seven hits, twenty one runs, eighteen earned, gave up seven home runs, eighteen walks, hundred four strikeouts. He is four and two, two point three eight ERA, hundred four strikeouts. I mean that's pretty fucking solid for. 12 games. And look at his Cy Young years. They're insane. Insane. And he was throwing 99 a day in training camp already. He ain't ready, though. He's not ready for the season. I, you know you know who I do like, though? And it's it's funny. But I like Strowman. I like uh, Marcus Strowman. I just, has, has, maybe has the best Jordan game, top Jordan game in baseball. I know yeah. Mookie Betts is up there too, but Mookie Betts didn't know what Jordan 11s were, so I kind of he kind of lost some points with me on that. Yeah, but and and they got Pete Alonso over there. Yeah, so, I mean you you could have and a bad, Lindor and you Lindor. Could a, you could have a bad fucking day if you run up against them in Game Seven. I've seen Francisco Lindor help change the culture of a team once. I'm, that's all I'm saying. That the, the the kid is a winner, so they got themselves a good one for a bag of chips. Barry, you got anything else, man? No, man. It's uh, tomorrow's my daughter's birthday, so I want to wish happy her birthday, happy birthday, Kenley. Happy twelfth birthday. You know, other 12th. than that, yeah, crazy. <laughs> Next year you got a teenager, old. bro. No shit. Well, so she started noticing boys. Oh, you no. know what I mean? So you know, you know your boy. I said Snapchat him right now. So she's she's puts a video. I said I'll pull up on you, dog. And he's twelve. <laughs> so I mean, I was gonna pull up on him and clothesline him. So he don't want to smoke. No, he so, does not. So, but yeah, man. Other than that, I'm good. You got anything you want to discuss? I do not, man. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys so much. Go to doingthefavor.com for links to all our past episodes and merch. Um, shout out to everybody that listens. We really appreciate you guys so much. The sports show is definitely a passion project for us. As we get into it more, we'll get better. But <laughs> we it's something we right now like we just really fucking enjoy doing. So thank you guys so much to support us. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, with our other show, we're, we're starting to interview people. Hopefully with this one, we're going to start interviewing people. So, I mean, look out for that. I guess that's extra content for you guys to be listening to. So, uh, you know, we're excited to bring that to you. And, you know, with that, you can follow me on Twitter, at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter, at EricBrown740. But, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. Uh, we're also on TikTok now, so check us out over there. And, again, man. Wherever you rate, review, wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Again, thank you guys for listening. Good night and God bless. It goes one, two. 
three into the four. Erica Berry, you're up with DTF, and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Berry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live Shit, we'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.